0: Well, this is definitely different for me. I'm used to giving my sermons on the steps with much smaller people looking up at me and having about three minutes to say all that needs to be said, which means you will definitely be getting out of church on time today. (laughs) When I was trying to decide what to say today, the words of Pastor Steve Davis came to mind. He said, Never preach more faith than you have. I took these words to heart for two reasons. One, Steve Davis is a wise man. And two, my sister sits in this congregation and she has no problem keeping me honest. Which leads me to our gospel story in Luke, where we find Jesus traveling to Jerusalem along the border of Galilee and Samaria when he encounters 10 men with leprosy. Lepers were considered unclean and therefore outsiders, both literally and figuratively. They were forced to live at the edges of their communities as outcasts. When they saw Jesus approaching, they called out to him, Master, and they asked him to have pity on them. Jesus sends them to the priest, which was customary at that time to make sure that they had indeed been made clean before they could rejoin society. On the way to the priest, they were healed, and one of them returns to say thanks to Jesus. We are told that that one is a Samaritan. Jesus did not need a thank you from the Samaritan. He already knew what was on the hearts and minds of those ten men. Yet Jesus makes a point to say, Were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? We don't know where the other nine were. The Bible doesn't say why they didn't return to give thanks, but Jesus' question does make me wonder, why didn't they come back to say thank you? Maybe they were so overjoyed that they hurried off to see their family and friends and got sidetracked celebrating. Maybe they were scared of change and didn't know how they would go back to leading a normal life. Maybe they had good intentions of going back to say thank you after they had seen the priest, but they just plain forgot. Maybe. 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 We just don't know why the other nine didn't come back to say thank you. I love the meditation quote today. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. We know that gratitude and praise should be expressed. Having good intentions is not good enough. Which leads me to wonder, why did the Samaritan go back to Jesus to say thanks? Why did he make a point to show gratitude for the gift of healing and praise to the one who had made it possible? I have a few hunches, but first we need to think about what it was like to live as a Samaritan. Like I said before, lepers were the outcasts of the community. But to be a Samaritan leper, that was a double dose of humiliation. All of us have been humiliated at one point or another in our life. But can you imagine living with humiliation every single day? The Samaritan had endured humiliation from the day he was born. He was teased at school. Bullied on the playground, no one would sit with him at lunch. As he got older, he was called racial slurs and passed up for promotions at work, all because he was born a Samaritan. So maybe when he returned to give thanks, he did it because someone finally saw him for who he truly was. Jesus offered him love and acceptance which is exactly how Jesus wants us to treat the outcasts in society today. My other hunch is that the Samaritan knew something bigger than himself had just happened. He had an experience with the divine, and he was physically healed. And in that moment, he knew God was at work. He also knew that he needed more than physical healing. He needed spiritual healing. So he went back. He threw himself at the feet of Jesus and gave him praise. And Jesus said to him, your faith has made you well. I was reading this week about an African tribe whose way to show gratitude is to sit quietly for a while outside of a person's hut to whom they are grateful. What an act of humility and gratitude. I can't imagine calling up Kurt Guybig and saying, hey, Kurt, I've been thinking, I'm so thankful for your leadership at First Baptist and for you serving as our deacon chair, that I'm just gonna come sit on your front porch for a while. You, Heather, Autumn, just go about your day as normal. I'm gonna be sitting on your front porch and giving thanks to God for you and your servant heart. (laughs) Talk about humbling. Talk about gratitude. When my daughter Jenna was five years old, she was diagnosed with type one diabetes. It was life-changing for her and for our family. We spent a week at Children's Hospital of Atlanta learning about diabetes, how to count carbs, how to give shots. It was a very helpless feeling to explain to my daughter that for the rest of her life, every time she ate, or drank anything with carbs, she would have to have a shot. It was even more helpless to watch the nurses pin her down six or seven times a day to give her those shots as she screamed her head off. We met many other families there that week. Some of them were there for the same reason as us. Some had children who had been there weeks, some months. Some had children that were so sick They didn't know when or even if they would be going home. One day I went and I sat in the chapel of that hospital. I sat quietly, thinking about how grateful I was that we were taking our daughter home with us at the end of that week. Grateful for the friends and the family that had surrounded us and shown us God's love. Thankful for a God that was with us. And would not leave us. It's true. Gratitude is the overflow of a humble heart. The words of a Tim McGraw song come to my mind, humble and kind. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing it to you, but I do want to read the last stanza. Don't take for granted the love this life gives you, When you get where you're going, don't forget, turn back around. Help the next one in line, and always stay humble and kind. In order to be truly grateful, one must also be humble, thinking outside of themselves. Humbleness and gratitude can redirect our focus from our everyday worries to the eternal promise of salvation. It helps us realize the need for spiritual healing that Jesus offers to all of us, even lepers and Samaritans. Jesus was always trying to make the point that God loves everyone. He makes this clear in the well-known parable of the Good Samaritan and in today's story of the Grateful Samaritan. Giving gratitude is the fulfillment of the scripture found in Philippians 2, verse 3. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. The Samaritans' thanksgiving and praise at Jesus' feet, his recognition that God is at work when Jesus heals hurts and brokenness, His understanding that to thank Jesus is to glorify God. This is the manifestation of faith that, as the scripture says, makes a person well. Or as the message version of the Bible says, your faith has healed and saved you. So as you leave this place today... How can you accept the spiritual healing that Jesus offers to all of us? How can you stay humble and kind? In the response moment ahead, think of someone you are grateful for, someone you might need to return to to say thanks. Praise Jesus for that person, and don't forget to write that thank you note.